Thanks for joining us at elevationbillings.com. Today we're going to hear from Pastor Dave Carroll as he preaches in the sermon series, Pour Out. Let's join him now. Well, hey, do you love Elevation Church and what God has done here? Uh, I I, got to tell you, I sure do. Uh, If you have your Bible, like I said before, take it and turn to the book of John and chapter 12. We'll look at verses 1 through 8 here in a second. But I want to introduce this brand new series. It's going today through May 1st. It is entitled Pour Out. And it is a term that God has placed heavily on my heart uh, during this season and during the ask that God is making of our congregation uh, in this season to to position us uh, so that we can advance the gospel as far as God will allow us to take it. Um, that That is my heart here. And I believe during this series... Uh, it's one of these series where it will galvanize, it will, it will gel our church together in a way that has never been done before. You know, I'm, I'm not naive enough uh, to think that as, as a three-year-old church, there's a lot of folks who come and say, well, I'll try this new church. Uh, let's see what happens. Let's see how weird they are, right? And then we'll make, we'll, we'll make a, a decision from there. It's kind of like the, uh, uh, the, the, the idea of marriage, right? There was a day you got married, and then there was the day you had a marriage, right? Uh, those are often two different types of things. And if you're not married in the room, you can trust me uh, on that statement. You can take it to the bank. There's a day you get married where you celebrate it, but then there comes a day where um, challenges come or, or there's a deeper call uh, on your life where, uh, hey, there's something extra required of you, and then you have a marriage Um, That will stand the test of time. Uh, Some of you have maybe had it in music. Uh, Maybe you've been in a band where there was a day you joined a band and there was a day you became a band. Uh, There was a day you were on a baseball team or a football team or uh, a basketball team or whatever gymnastics, whatever it is that you've been on. Uh, There was a day you joined a team and then there was probably a game or a challenge that came across and you became a team. Well, I believe that this message series is where Elevation Church becomes a team where we become a group of people uh, under God's banner that he calls the church uh, to advance the gospel as far as we can. And and we join together where um, we we work through difficulty, we work through challenge, uh, we work through personality conflicts, because I know that, uh, well, that's totally wrong. I know that everybody in here loves everybody else all the time, right? You're like, I don't know the people I walked in with. uh, That's not even true. Um, uh, But here's what I know. Where, where we begin to uh, overlook flaws, to, to look at where God is leading us, um, to uh, really, really come around the Great Commission, and we pour out our very best, not for Elevation Church, but for a resurrected king who is resurrecting me, right? That's where we're at. So let's go back to the Lord in prayer, and then we will jump into our very first part of the series entitled pour out our best. And so God, we, uh, we love you. We are very grateful, uh, for all the work you're doing. And God, by that, we mean the lives that are changing people who have crossed from death to life in Christ. Uh, father, we, we're grateful for learning your word and how, uh, your word is true. And really at the end of the day, it's all we have to depend on. And we thank you that, uh, you are, the living word, you are the written word, and you are active, and you pierce our hearts. And we ask that you do that today. Father, we step out on faith and ask that you would provide uh, over and above, abundantly, 
uh, for what you are doing here. We give this time to you. We give this church to you. God, we give um, our hearts and our minds, our soul and our strength to you in this moment. It's in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen. Amen. So let's uh, jump right in here to John chapter 12. Uh, We pick up the story with Mary and Martha. And I know that many of us in here, uh, we get confused about which Mary is which Mary, right? There are a lot of Marys in the New Testament if you stop and think about it. And, and you start, you think, well, am I reading about uh, Mary, the mother of Jesus? Am I reading about Mary Magdalene? Am I reading about Mary of Bethany? Am I reading about Peter, Paul, and Mary? Is it that Mary? Is it Mary Tyler Moore? Some of you haven't laughed yet because you're, you're, you're showing your age, right? And then uh, are, are you laughing about, is it Mary J. Blige? I don't know. Which Mary is it? And it's real funny because those who laughed about Mary Tyler Moore did not laugh about Mary J. Blige. And opposite is true, right? Uh, uh, where, where are we going? Well, this is Mary of Bethany. Uh, Mary of Bethany is, is the sister of Martha, also uh, the sister of Lazarus, who was raised from the dead, right? And that's where we pick it up, where Lazarus, Jesus has raised Lazarus from the dead. And so they're about to come and have a party for this. It was pretty customary that they would throw a party over some significant events that would happen. And I would think having someone who was dead come alive in your family would be a pretty big deal. I'd throw a pretty big party, wouldn't you? Uh, I would do it. I mean, if one of my brothers uh, fell dead and Jesus came and picked him back up, I think I would break out the best uh, and, and, throw, and party. Well, it depends which brother it was. I had three of them. And uh, I don't know. So this is what happens. We pick it up here. Lazarus is risen because of the power of God. And in John chapter 12, we have Mary of Bethany. That's who we're talking about here. Not Mary, the mother of Jesus. Not Mary Magdalene, but Mary of Bethany. Uh, Then, six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, where Lazarus, who had been dead, whom he had raised from the dead. There they made him a supper, and Martha served. But Lazarus was one of those who sat at the table with him. Then Mary took a pound of very costly oil of spikenard. Nobody really knows what that is, but uh, just a quick aside, all you essential oils people, like you essential oils junkies, this is like your favorite passage in the Bible. If you have not picked a favorite passage yet, John chapter 12 is like, heck yeah, that's where, that's where God endorse, endorses essential oils. And you could post it on Facebook and have people buy it, right? I don't know. So we're not real sure. We just know that it was a, a very special oil. Uh, And she anointed the, say this with me, the what? Wait, what did she anoint? The, yeah, we'll come back to that. The feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the fragrance of the oil. But one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, who would betray him said, why was this fragrant oil not sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor? Uh, By the way, that 300 denarii. Would have, equi- would have been the equivalent of a year's worth of wage. This was pretty expensive oil, right? You haven't bought an exp- uh, you know, a diffuser with that, that does that, right? You haven't done it. <laughs> but why was it not sold for a year's worth of wages and given to the poor? Verse 6, the, this he said, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief and had the money box... And he used to take what was put in it. But Jesus said, let her alone. She has kept this for the day of my burial. 
For the poor you have with you always, but me you do not have always. And so here we see the story of Mary of Bethany pouring out a year's worth of wage. That's a lot of money, isn't it? And for everybody, it doesn't matter uh, how you think about it, whether you make a lot or you make a little, you start going, hmm, I don't know that I would do that. I don't know that I could do that. What would happen if I gave a year's... She must have had something up her sleeve. There must have been some reason why she could give like that. You know what? I'm here to tell you, I don't really believe by studying the scriptures that Mary had an ace in the hole saying, oh, I could give you all this because I have all this. I think she was showing a dependence on Jesus to provide for her every need. And so we learn two things from this passage, or there's many things we could learn, but there are two we're going to learn today. And the first is this, um, in regard to pouring out our best to Jesus. I believe most people want to get to give their best to Jesus. Am am I right, everybody in here? Like when you think about, yeah, I want to give my best to God. Uh, That's true of most people, right? Most people probably think they they just don't know how or what that is. But here's what you have to do, um, taking a lesson from the life of Mary of Bethany. You have to get in position to pour out your best to Jesus. You have to get in position. Um, One of the reasons why Mary could do this is because it wasn't her first encounter with Jesus. You see, we're not going to take the time to read all the passages or even the verses, but I have them there for you in your notes. In Luke chapter 10 and verse 39, Mary had already encountered Jesus and sat at his feet and learned from Jesus. She sat there and just let him wash over her. She took it in. She took it in. And then in John chapter 11 and verse 32, Mary was upset that her brother Lazarus was dead. And so she fell at the feet of Jesus. And at that point, she surrendered and said, only you can fix this problem. Only you can fix my life. So do you see this? She learned from Jesus. She surrendered to Jesus. But then here in John chapter 12 and verse 3, where it says, Then Mary took a pound of very costly oil of spikenard, anointed the feet of Jesus, and wiped his feet with her hair, and the house was filled with the fragrance of oil. We learn that Mary anointed Jesus' feet, and she honored Jesus. Do you see uh, how that worked? Uh, Many of us are trying to jump to the point of honoring Jesus, but we haven't sat and learned from Jesus, and we certainly haven't thrown our entire life at his feet and surrendered to Jesus. And we're hoping to honor him. And we kind of keep getting stuck there. But we have to get in position. I don't know where you are, where you're in a learning phase, where you're in a surrendering phase, or where some of us, I believe there are many people who have never taken this next step and begun to honor Jesus because God has poured so much into us and, and we refuse to pour it out. Now, when we get in position to pour out our best to Jesus, here's something that's, that happens. God begins to work on the inside, right? God begins to work on the inside. You see, it, it was what was inside of Mary that made what came out of Mary worth so much, right? It, it, Mary had this heart for God that boiled over to her personal belongings. And all of a sudden, um, she wasn't afraid to pour out because she knew what was inside would be worthwhile to Jesus. Now, uh, if we're all honest, sometimes what's inside is not so pretty, right? Uh, it's kind of like when I took my kids 
to Disney World. I took my younger two kids to Disney World. They looked at Mickey's Haunted Mansion, and it's all dressed up, and they went, that's really cool, Dad. But when they got on the inside, oh boy, right? Ah, tears, waterworks. They were upset, saying, Dad, get me out of here. Get me out of here. The inside wasn't so pretty. But you see, God wants us to get in position so that the inside is so full so that the inside is becoming pure. It's, it's always been that way, right? Because uh, not just Mary of Bethany, but Mary, the mother of Jesus, it, when she was walking around, it wasn't what was on the outside, was it? It was what was on the inside of her belly, right? That when she decided to pour out, we had a Savior, right? It, it's been that way since... Adam and Eve and Cain and Abel, God cared about the offering and what was on the inside and what was on the inside poured out to the outside. But we have to be a people who get in personal position to see the inside of us change. You see, you can be impressive to other people. Sometimes we we begin to uh, put ourselves up against the the guy or the lady at work who uh, we go, you know, I'm not the best Christian, if we're just talking real talk, right? Hey, I, I'm not, I don't know if I'm, I'm really all there, but I'm way better than her, right? I'm way better than him. Matter of fact, turn to the person next to you and say, I'm way better than you, right? No, don't do that. Don't do that. But, but it's what's on the inside that really counts. And here, if we're going to pour out our best Elevation Church and be the church that God wants us to be, we have to get the inside right. We have to learn at the feet of Jesus. We have to surrender at the feet of Jesus. And then all of a sudden we get in the position where we don't care anymore about what people think of us. We care about what people think of our Savior. There in verse 3, it says that Mary, after she poured the year's wages worth of oil at the feet of Jesus, what's the next thing she did? She undid her hair, right? And she began to wash it off. Now, in the culture of this day, that meant that she could have been a pretty dirty lady. Because ladies didn't unpin their hair in this culture at all. And so for her to let her hair down and then to use it to wash the feet, there were probably people standing around saying, Oh, look at her. Yeah, she has something to hide. So she, she has... She has some problems. She has some issues. That, that lady's not right in the head. But there was Jesus saying, Ha, huh, you got it. You got it. You understand what's about to happen. He refers to his death and burial there. And we'll talk about that at the end. But the point is this. She got in such a strong position to pour out her best to Jesus that there wasn't a person, there wasn't a circumstance there wasn't a challenge. There wasn't a, a, uh, there wasn't a character trait that people were going to call her. There wasn't anything that was going to keep her from honoring God and pouring out her very best. And that is what the people of Elevation Church need to take on as a heartbeat. Are you with me, Elevation? That is it. Where we will get down and do the dirty work and not care what the world thinks, but care more about who our Savior is and care more about the people who are dying and going to hell. Care more about people who have come to Christ but have remained stagnant in their faith and haven't become a disciple of Jesus Christ. That is what we care about. But then not only do we get in position to pour out our best, but I love this one. Here's what it says. Protect those who pour out their best. 
We're about to go into a season, upwards of two years, where we need to raise money to purchase the building you're in. You may not know it, but this building is a leased building. And when we, when we decided to go in, into this building, it was a total step of faith. The building cost 1000 or 2000 more a month to operate and run and lease than our church even took in each month. Are you ready for that? That's a faith step, isn't it? That's a faith step. Why did we do that? Because we were like, go big or go home. God's going to use this church or we're going to close the doors because we're not going to just sit around and, and just play church. Are you with me? We're not going to do it. That's not what we're going to do. But as we do this, um, one of the things we have to do is protect those who pour out their best. And that's what Jesus did, right? In verses 4 through 8. Because Judas Iscariot gets upset at Mary's devotion to Jesus and kind of makes a story up. Well, there are better uses for the money. There are better uses uh, for all, you know the time that she's spending. And hey, isn't she making a spectacle? We all see that she loves Jesus. Yeah, we get it. But Mary's inside was right. And so she poured out her best. But I have a challenge for us over this season. If you are a part of Elevation Church at any level, and we have an ownership class coming April 24th, you may want to sign up for that. But if you are a part of Elevation at any level, Commit to protect the unity of the people of God in this church. Because naturally, when you do this, most people think that church is all about, what's the word? It's all about what? Money. No. You see, money is fuel for ministry. God made it that way because Jesus said this, where your treasure is, there your heart is will be also. And when we put our treasure into the things of God, it shows not that um, we're important, but it shows that God is important and we want to honor him with our life. But when division creeps up, don't buy in to gossip. Don't buy in um, to spiritual attack. Don't buy into personality conflict. Don't buy in to those things, but instead buy into a savior who already bought you with a price on the cross right? So protect the vision, protect what God is doing, protect the people of your church, protect your savior, because ultimately a church that begins to cave in to division is one who, who calls the name of God, uh, not as, uh, you know, you're calling God not as worth what he really is. You're calling him, uh, he's not quite good enough for you to, to pursue unity, to pursue peace. And so we protect those who pour out their best. And I'm excited to tell you, I believe God has given us a church of people who know how to pour out their best, right? Who know how to work hard. This is the people of God. And I want to say thank you, Elevation Church, for how you pour out your best. Now, I told you um, a little bit about, um, I told you a little bit about pouring out our best and that if the season has come for us to purchase the building, I want to let you know what that looks like. And if you would check out this picture up on the screen. Um, Hey, uh, one of these days, uh, the Lord is going to use us. I think greater than any of us could even imagine. I believe even things that are physical and and really aren't the most important, but they are kind of important in in representing Jesus. um, These things will change. Sometimes we look at this building and go, Well, hey, yeah, could we use AC and heat uh, out in the first impressions area? Well, when it's below zero, everybody says amen, right? Uh, Yes, we could. Hey, uh, are there things we could do down in kids' ministry to give them better flooring? Yes, there is. Um, Yeah, amen, right? Uh, Hey, could, could the outside of the building, could we be 
the, the leading force in the neighborhood to begin to raise the bar of what this area looks like and see the city transform? Yes, we could. Um, and one day the outside could look something like that. And we'll talk more about that later. But to get there, what we have to do is we have to raise $300,000. And we have this goal of $300,000 to put 20% down on a $1.5 million purchase price to, to make this building uh, Elevation Church's building. And, and when we do that, we're doing several things. We're putting roots down. We're pouring out our best so that a gospel presence is right here in this place, far beyond your life and my life. People move. People pass on. Uh, people uh, have job changes. People have to go take care of family. Stuff happens. But right here, right now, God has put us in this time so that we can pour out our best, so that we could get in position uh, and, and protect uh, the best, and we can give what God has called us to give. Can I tell you, um, man, I am with a group of people, volunteer staff and staff every week, who are giving their best, uh, who have given their best, who have poured it all out. But it's come time where we have, we're coming to the congregation saying, hey, it's, it's beyond us. It's bigger than us. We need your help. And so here are a couple, um, couple tidbits, and we'll unpack this over the next four weeks, uh, about our $300,000 goal. The $300,000 goal runs from, pour out, runs from April 10, 2016 until July 1st, 2018. Uh, if, you, if you count our commitment day, that's 26 months that we have to raise this $300,000. And I'll talk more about why that date in a little while. Um, our goal is to move from a leasing tenant to the owner of the current building. When we own, then it makes sense to pour more uh, funds into it uh, to, to, to change the building that will optimize it for ministry. The total price, to be clear, is $1.5 million. For the record, this building, once it gets changed around and renovated and optimized, will hold roughly 600-plus people per service. You will never find a building that holds 600-plus people per, per service for $1.5 million is not going to happen. That is a great deal. It is great stewardship. As a matter of fact, do you all like the warehouse idea, right? Uh, I love being where we are. Um, and one of the benefits of that is it allows more money, money for ministry into the future and less money into buildings. So it's great stewardship. But $300,000 will be 20% down and it will allow us to owner finance $1.2 million. And so what the owner has graciously agreed to do, it's, there's not even negotiating that has to take place. It's already in place. We can do it. We positioned to pour out our best um, the first day that we lease this building. He'll give us a seven-year balloon at a 5% interest rate, amortized over 25 years. And at that point, we could either pay it off, Lord willing, or we can refinance. And so what we're going to ask everyone to pray about over the next few weeks, if you would, take out the pour-out card that was on your seat when you walked in today. The pour-out commitment card. Um, we want you to pray about how God might use you to pour out your best to fuel the ministry of Elevation Church forward. I believe God is doing something great here. I believe we're not done yet. I believe the best is yet to come. And so what we've done is we have this card, and instead of doing kind of a box, checkbox pyramid thing, what was on my heart to do was to give you a few examples of what you could commit to over the next 26 months um, to help us reach our goal of 
$300,000 by July 1st, 2018. You see the ways you can give there. You can text the word poor in, uh, to our text number. Uh, you can memo it on a check. And so uh, here are some giving examples. I know that there are some folks, it's kind of like the widow's might, where you may not be able to give much, but boy, what you give would be all you have uh, to give, and it would be your best. But an idea would be $20 a month uh, for a family uh, would give $500 over total over 26 months. Uh, $75 per month would give $2,000 total over 26 months. Um, and then you see on up, here's, I put this in bold because this would be the average of our families so far at Elevation Church. Um, $165 a month would total $4,200 uh, over, uh, over the span. And then you see more. Some, some of you, uh, believe it or not, this blows my mind. So if it blows yours, it blows mine. Some of you might have the capacity to give twenty or thirty or forty or fifty thousand um, dollars, and I'm not one of those. Just for the record, right? And uh, so, and most of you are probably not either. But there are people who have the gift of giving, who can fuel ministry forward. And maybe God is calling you to do that. But I, I just had a, a dear friend uh, come up to me before service and said, "Dave, I was thinking about this, and I, and I wanted to put it in a, a little bit different terms. If everyone would give seven dollars per family member per week." For the, for the next two years, we would reach our goal of 300000 uh, And then that's, if you want to put it in those terms, if everyone gave for every family member you had $7 a week over regular tithes and offerings. Hey, everybody, remember, we have to still pay the light bill, right? <laughs> okay? Uh, over tithes and offerings, uh, then we would reach our $300,000 goal. Now, in the coming weeks, I'll talk, I'll spend one message on this, but um, if you, if you have not yet begun to obey the Lord with the tithe. Um, the Lord says that uh, 10% in his word, 10% is a starting point of, of faith in Christ with our finances. And you know, Amy and I have been tithing uh, ever since before we were married. We've been married almost 17 years and we, we were tithing before we met. And there were some days, let me tell you, where the hardest tithe checks I ever wrote were not the biggest ones. They were the smallest ones. They were the, they were the days where I went, um, gee, I wonder uh, if I can feed my family if I write this. Back, back in 2007. But can I tell you, I never, never was able to outgive God. Never, ever. And so if you hear this and you're thinking, wow, how, I don't know if I could help with the building and you're not there. Can I give you a challenge today? Start honoring God. It's the only place in scripture where he says, you can test me. You can test me on this one. You can try me and see if I don't if I don't watch your back. See if I don't provide for you. See it because this is a great starting place of faith in Christ to pour out our best. Are you all with me on that? That that's where we are. And so Churchwide Commitment Day. I want you to circle this, make it a high attendance day, invite someone, hey, maybe you don't have the ability to give, but you have a business owner that you know, or you may know another church that may want to participate in missions in a young church. I don't know what it is, but let's pour out our best elevation. Let's pour it out to the Lord. And, and, and here's, here's what we're doing in effect when we do this. Um, Mary poured the oil on Jesus, say it with me, on his feet. Now, is Jesus there anymore? Is, is he physically present with us? Can he walk up on stage? No, he's unseen right now. He's at the right hand of the throne of the Father is what the scripture tells us. But here's the good news. He left some feet on this earth 
And it's called his church, who is called the body of Christ. Listen to Ephesians 1, 22 and 23. God has put all things under the authority of Christ and has made him head over all things for the benefit of the, what? The church. And the church is his body. The church is his body. It is made full and complete by Christ who fills all things everywhere with himself. How can we pour out our best in the area of finances? By pouring it on the body of Christ, which is his church, and on the feet specifically. Here, you may want to write this down at your last blank. What we pour out will determine how many people we point to Jesus. What we pour out, church, over this next two years will go a long way for the long-term effectiveness of pointing people to Jesus Christ. Here's what I know about feet. Feet stink, right? Uh, I don't know about you, but I don't like to clean anybody else's feet. As a matter of fact, my youngest boy, Briggs, and I, we have this fun game we play where uh, sometimes he'll just walk up when I'm sitting on the couch and he'll get about this close to my feet. He'll go, stinky. That's what he says, whether he smelled it or not. And and I'll do the same to him. And uh, people don't like to think much about feet. But here's, here's the thing. Elevation Church, uh, I know that there are various different parts of the body of Christ. I'm asking us to be the feet in the body of Christ. You say, Dave, why the feet? Hey, feet get dirty. Feet get, feet get more injuries probably than anything else because you're constantly using them. Feet, feet can get sore because they're doing a lot of work. If you're standing and moving doing anything, you have to use your feet. But here's what Scripture tells us about feet. In Isaiah 52... And in Romans 9, the scriptures say this. If you know it, say it with me. How beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. We are the feet bringing good news to a city without hope, to a state without hope, to a world without hope. And when we pour out, because what's on the inside is is on the right track with God and and it's worth pouring out when the inside is right and we pour out our best onto the feet of the bride the body of Christ here's what I know people will cross from death to life just like you did in Jesus people will grow up in Christ just like you are and do you think that they deserve a shot to do it I do they deserve a shot to do it because someone poured out so that you could do it Now it's our turn to pour out so that someone else who we don't even know yet can come and and be dunked in the baptismal so that someone else can go to a small group and understand God's word so that someone else can be forgiven and free. That is why we pour out. Are you with me, Elevation Church? Are you with me? This is who we are. This is what God's calling us to do. And I want to ask that you would spend this time um, over the next month praying about how you might pour out to honor God. Maybe it's coming up and saying, God, I'm just going to trust you with the tithe. I don't know if I have extra beyond that, but I'm going to trust you there. Or maybe God has blessed you abundantly and it's time to start pouring out your best onto the feet of the body of Christ uh, so that we can be the people who have beautiful feet that bring the gospel and, and, and give the gospel of peace and share the good news. And so here's what I'm going to ask today very clearly. If you would just pray about what God would have you do. May 1st is commitment day. Can you commit before then? Sure. Just fold that up and, and, and you can write it in. Maybe God's speaking to your heart now. But just pray about it. And on that day, we are going to commit 
and we are going to trust God for the future of this thing called Elevation Church. If you would, just bow your head and close your eyes with me for a second. We never want to go a service because our vision statement says, uh, we are here to be a different and refreshing church, helping people far from God come alive in Christ. So we never want to go a service without offering the opportunity to come to Christ Jesus. And maybe you walked in the room today and you've never fallen at the feet of Jesus. You've never surrendered your life to Him. The Scriptures simply say this, if you will believe on the name of Jesus Christ that He truly is God, that He truly did die uh, as a perfect God-man on the cross and He was buried and rose again on the third day and ascended, if you'll depend on that, for your salvation and not on your works, not on yourself. If you'll depend on on the blood that He shed for your salvation, then you do a U-turn and repent. You stop doing things your way, start doing things God's way, right? We know that the Scriptures say you will be saved. So let me ask that today. Is there anyone who says, "I've I've never come to that place where I've fallen at the feet of Christ. I've done a lot of church. I've done a lot of religious stuff. Hey, I might have even grown up in church. But no, I, I've never done that. If that's you today who wants to come to Christ for the very first time, would you raise your hand? Is there anyone that would say, today I want to fall at the feet of Jesus and surrender my life for the very first time? Is there anyone like that? Awesome. God, we thank you for the gift of this brand new church. Father, we confess that we know we are not the only church. Uh, God, I believe we're a great church, but we're not even the only great church. But Lord, you have called us in this time, in this place, in this season, in this city, in this state to pour out our best. God, so that your name would be made great. Lord, I, I know that for our young congregation, this is a massive, massive faith step. But God, I thank you that you are you're bigger than a $300,000 God. You're bigger than a million-dollar God. You're bigger than a hundred-million-dollar God. God, you own it all. Lord, you started it all. You are all in all. And so, Father, today we trust you with where we're headed, and we ask that as we pour out our best, God, that you would pour out your strength. God, that you would pour out your salvation. God, that you would pour out your best Um, so that your name would be made great and you would receive all of the glory. We pray these things in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. Thanks again for watching. Join us next week as Pastor Dave Carroll continues in the series, Pour Out. 